The following is a Bunkazilla original production. We are monsters of culture. Adrenaline in my soul. Every fight out of control. Do it all to get them off their feet. Crowd is here about to blow. And we are Bunker Mania. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am Jeremy Graves. Welcome to this edition of Bunker Mania here on Bunkerzilla UK, where we are talking about the wonderful world of professional wrestling. But as per usual, I am not alone. You could say, waiting for me to start the show. Out the curtain, lights go up, I'm home. It's the Decadane Ian Bolton. Whoa! <laughs> This is when I should. This is when, for all those who watched War, I should just stick my head out like little Cody, like Cody going, oh, "This is fun," and then slowly, sort of, slowly, sort of rise to the top. Just for the benefit of the audio listeners, I attempted the kind of humorous sort of thing of Cody Rhodes poking his head out of the, like the a box at Raw before he was elevated up onto the stage. On, uh, elevated the is such a generous phrase. Yeah. Uh, maybe just cranked up the shaft. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like just backstage on two stages. I was going ah. And Vince is going, his music's playing, keep cranking. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, folks, once again, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for tuning in if you are watching live on twitch.tv slash Bunkerzilla UK. If you are checking us out after the fact on the audio version, which is available on the likes of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, you name it, Decadane San has made sure it is available there. Thank you very much for checking us out. We hope you enjoy the show. And if you are checking out some of the video version, on our YouTube channel, which you can find by searching for Bunkerzilla UK on YouTube, then we hope you enjoy this as well. Now, I mentioned we are live on Twitch just to keep paying some paying some housekeeping. That doesn't make sense to do some housekeeping, if you will. That's if you it. would like to give the channel a follow, we would really appreciate it. That way you can be kept up to date on forthcoming Bunkerzilla UK content, such as the ever-popular monthly quiz smash which will be returning again very soon. And you never know, Decadane San may have more information to bring on that in the coming days slash weeks. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I will leave that to him because he is the station controller. Well, I've been very busy. I've taken it on the road. It's been great fun at Minami Khan and Kukurukon. Um, So yes, it will be back on uh, twitch.tv slash Bunkerzilla UK last Friday of this month, which I believe will be the 29th of April. So uh, yes, full service of Quiz Smash is back on the menu. There we go. So make sure you give the channel a follow here at twitch.tv slash UK. Or if you feel so inclined, find Bunkerzilla UK on Twitter or even the Facebook group by searching for Bunkerzilla UK as well for regular updates on our programming. Mm-hmm. This week on the show, as we were unable to do a show last week because Dekasan has now recovered from his bout of illness, which I am very very happy to hear, to say the least. Mm-hmm. We are going to be catching up on some WrestleMania-related shenanigans. We'll be doing a little bit of an AEW catch-up and got some other interesting notes as well. One in particular, very much pertaining to the UK, which may or may not get wrestling fans incredibly excited, especially if you fancy a trip to Wales. More on that as we progress. So, Mr. Decker-san, Ian-san, Ian-sama. Yes. yes. WrestleMania. Shall we start WrestleMania? Let's start WrestleMania. It was a two-night affair. There was some other bits and bobs going on around WrestleMania weekend, which I'm sure we'll touch on in some detail. Because I know you probably checked out one or two things. I certainly checked out a couple of things. We'll we'll touch on those as we get to it. 
Yeah, in terms of in terms of the stuff for me, because I I was actually at a, at a convention that that weekend of the of the WrestleMania weekend, and and nothing says partying hard than sort of like finishing uh, finishing a rock party at like one thirty in the morning, kind of going. I was like, oh, what should I do? I know I'll get some takeout. I'll go back to my hotel room and I'll watch WrestleMania night one on my iPad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like it's like I'll I'll just I'll just watch a few matches. I'll just find out who's actually fighting Seth Rollins and all that sort of stuff. It's like five thirty. Ah, balls! I've watched it all. Oh well, back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, folks? If you've got any crazy stories like that and you're watching live, make sure you post it here in the Twitch chat <laughs> because we would love to hear any crazy stories you've got about how you watch WrestleMania. None will be as simple as mine, which was. I watched it the next morning and didn't check Twitter before I watched it. Ooh, <laughs> Living the relaxed life, not in the here and now. But no, at the, at the convention, apparently in Nottingham, uh, there was a bar that was actually doing like a closed ticket event uh, showing both nights as well, uh, which I did have an offer to, but I was just going, no, 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 it's okay. I'm, I'm here mostly for the convention. I'll see how I feel and all that sort of stuff. Because around that time, I started feeling a little bit in that sort of way. It didn't really fall blown out until I until I got home. But um, And then I find out the next morning as well, even the convention kind of used their games room to watch the first night menu as well. I was just like, oh, I kind of watch it with people. But uh, I just watching it like 2, 2 a.m. onwards in, in my hotel room with a takeaway from Deliveroo, just going, wow. Oh. It's, it's, now, now, it's not a pretty sight. It's not a pretty sight. I'll tell you that now. The important question to ask, though, is what takeaway did you choose to accompany your night one of WrestleMania? I had, I think I had, I think it was like, it wasn't walk to walk, but it was something similar to that. And I had like a, like a noodle dish. Oh, interesting choice. Okay. What's a rice dish? Maybe a rice dish. So I think it was rice with maybe a bit of beef and some vegetable dumplings. Okay. I I was an energy. I was fully expecting you to say something like a giant, just like burger joint or something, or like a pizza no, I, or something. No, I'd been, I'd been sensible. It's like I just like I'm not going crazy up for food. It's like that, that would be silly. But you know but what? I, I applaud, I applaud you for that. But then on the Sunday, on the Sunday night before the final evening party at, at the convention, I did catch a little. I, I watched the Tony D'Angelo match against Champa, and ironically, I had Italian delivered from Bella Italia. So I was going like, hey. You planned this far too well. So, WrestleMania, just as like mm. a broad discussion, first of all, because I think this is kind of an interesting thing to start off mm. with. Which night did you prefer, slash, do you think was the better night? Hmm. If you'd like I me think... to give an answer first, I can if you want to give you a moment to think about it, because I have just sprung that on you without actually giving you. I, 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 I think based on based on some notable moments and one and quality of maybe one or two matches, I'd say night one. I was agree. Probably better. Um, the, I agree. The thing, I think the, one of the things, and we talked about it during our preview show a couple of weeks ago when we were looking at the card, is there are, there are several matches on this card that, with, with, with all due respect, really should not have been a Mania match. And that's just... And it's just like they're, they're, it's like you you didn't have the Intercontinental Championship, you didn't have the United States Championship being defended on either one of the nights, which is just regular. Bizarre <laughs> years gone by. Well, it's typical WWE, isn't it? Exactly. Um, and and yes, it's like getting all the big stars on the show. I get it. I really do because it's WWE. They want to wheel out as many people as they possibly can. But it's like matches like uh, McIntyre versus Corbin, which was 
which was all right, even for Drew McIntyre cutting the ring ropes after the second match of the night. I'm sure the ring it, crew were delighted about that. Yeah, it's like it, it's like it didn't really. It wasn't. I think the only thing because he because Drew McIntyre became the first person ever to kick out at the end of days slash happy days. Other than that, it's not much more to really write home about on that match. To be perfectly honest, I mean you had the throwaway New Day and and Sheamus faction on night two, which which was meant all- to be on night one before it got cut. Yeah, uh, which all but lasted like two, three minutes. So again, it's like, what is this? And they're still going on on SmackDown right now. So it's like really, really kind of pointless in that sense. But then there is like, but then there are, there are matches that do deserve to be there. And I think out of, I think the flow and the quality of the matches, I'd say, I'd say from night one, the moment uh, Mysterio's take on Logan Paul and Miz, the, the show on night one get goes from strength to strength, to be perfectly honest. Especially the way, with the, I, mo- the way I describe that is when that match, when that was the next match, mm. it actually felt like WrestleMania. Mm. And that's not taking away from the first two matches. Also, shout out to Rick Boogs, given that yeah. he like, got a really bad injury. Now, which I've got to say, actually, whether it was intentional or not, the way Boogs played that, I genuinely thought that was part of the match. Well, they talked about the whole leg injury before going into the actual match. Yeah, so right? it actually like, felt like part of it. And then when you suddenly realise, oh, like, wait, oh. he's legit done his quad? Oh, that sucks. Yeah. But he'll, he, he's a strong boy. He'll be back soon, hopefully. Definitely. But, uh, but when the Logan Paul match was about to kick off and the entrances were happening, it suddenly felt like WrestleMania. Mm. And I think that's really kind of the story of night one, those first two matches aside, is that it felt really big and it felt like a big deal. And that's not taking away from everything that happened on night two. It's just the stars Mm. aligned for night one in particular, in my opinion. And realistically, if you took some select matches from night one and night two, if this had been a one-night show... And they just had those select matches you cherry pick. This could have been one of the greatest WrestleManias ever. Yeah, and I, and I think uh, considering and and I think the the I think the positive thing to talk about this with WrestleMania is when the build was not great. I'll be honest, apart from one or two, apart from one or two storylines, the whole build was not the greatest thing we did, or most stupendous thing ever. But when it comes to and it was kind of like a similar thing going into WrestleMania 31 because it has felt like this before when it's like oh we don't know what we're kind of doing oh WrestleMania's here. But when WrestleMania happened, it's like, oh, this is great. This is fun. This is this is the most entertaining sports can be, to be perfectly honest. Um, and I think one of the point, the first points I got my little notes here is basically the use of celebrities was excellent. This Agreed. Year. Completely. Absolutely excellent. I mean, love him or hate him, you have to respect Logan Paul for the performance he did in the ring. Logan Paul was like a natural. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'll be incredibly blunt here. He looked better than some people we see wrestling on television weekly. Yeah. He looks so good and just a natural. Also, when he came out to the ring, rocking the (laughs) freaking Pokemon card around his neck, the one that cost him however many millions of dollars. Several million. Yeah, it was just like, you, forget the phrasing, but you knew shit was on, quite frankly. (laughs) Just you knew it. And he looked really part of it. Just like really very much part of it. Didn't look out of place at all. Yeah. And you know what? The stupid thing is, it works with him being as a heel. It really yeah. did. And they randomly turned him babyface. And if there's one thing in the world that people don't want to do is have to cheer Logan Paul. They can respect his ability, and everyone mm. did, but you don't want to cheer him. 
So I, I think- question why that happened, but. His performance was great, and that tag match was really good fun. I think I think apparently the backstage word is Logan Paul wanted to be turned babyface by the end of this run. It was if that's what WWE had to do to sort of get his services, then fair enough. Um, but the fact is, is like he's likely going to go into maybe a summer feud with the Miz. Maybe it's like they're going to revisit it at some point, and it's basically it's like fine, fine. It's like. We'll have have a bit of fun there, and but but yeah, by by all means, it's like I think one of the celebrity matches I wasn't looking forward to was Logan Paul, and I was just I was just pleasantly surprised, to be yeah. perfectly honest. Um, in terms of other celebrity matches, we've got Pat McAfee. Um, didn't what, really what have a concern. He, he was great. He's, he's an actual. Well, so, sorry, we we should clarify him. His first match of the night was great. Yes, we won't. We have the second match. <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll it was weird. We it was to. weird, but funny at the same time. Um, but no, uh, McAfee versus Theory was was great. And again, it's like again, it was like it's like when people went into NXT, uh, the takeover when it was him versus Adam Cole, and everyone's kind of going, "Why, why, why is an NFL player getting involved?" And he's like, "Oh, it's like he's been training. He's been doing this a lot." And when you when you watch the like the um the the video running into the match, and obviously you see that. This is a big deal for Pat McAfee because he's been doing this when he's not even been in the NFL, when he's had time off the NFL, when he's retired. It's just basically he's he, all he's kind of thought about is just kind of like, I want to be a wrestler. I want to do this sort of stuff. So I, I can imagine seeing a few more like one-off matches with Pat McAfee. I think it's just, he's, a, he's good as a commentator. He's good as a performer. It's a double win, double win. And, and then, whoever whoever was the bright spark that decided to license him Seven Nation Army as his intro <laughs> thing deserves a raise because as soon as that drum beat, that little guitar riff hit, and then the drum beat kicked in, it's like rest, they've won WrestleMania. They the, just the have cr- the, the crowd's <laughs> eating out of that. The crowd's eating out of his hand, chanting along all that sort of stuff. And again, it's like in terms of music and wrestling presentation and stuff like that. Having licensed themes and it's worked for AEW things like Wild Wild Thing for Moxley, uh, Jungle Express of or as I call it the Jungle Song, yeah, that (laughs) that sort of stuff. Or even obviously uh, CM Punk Cult of Personality and stuff like that. Orange Cassidy has the Pixies, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, as well. So it's like you do it, you get that sort of lined up. It's like maybe maybe WWE should they've got the billions, they should be able to go and say, hey. Our, our wrestler kind of likes your music. Can we kind of do something? Exposure. But, all that sort but, of but stuff. Ian, Ian, budget cuts. Ah. Oh. <laughs> well, but well, there's a lot of budget exactly. being blown on. Uh, there was a lot of budget being blown for one person, and we'll talk about that in a little exactly bit. Exactly right. But it just to sum up the sum up the uh, the celebrity matches. Um, in no right mind should this match have been it so bloody entertaining. <laughs> Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. It's like, of all the things it could have been, yeah, this delivered and then some. It was exactly <sighs> what it needed to be. And that's the only way you can describe it. And it worked. When you have a giant hand that on camera appears out of nowhere and smacks Sami Zayn in the face, to which, I don't know if you noticed this, Mark Henry on Twitter was the MVP of Twitter game that day. Because he <laughs> quote tweeted someone with a screenshot or a gif of it and just said, breeding the next generation of talent, harkening back to the <laughs> Attitude Era when him and me young gave birth to a hand. Oh. But it's also a lovely throwback to Jackass 3. 
Oh, well. was it? There you go. Yeah, because they, they had an even bigger hand in the, in the Jackass office. It's one of the mm. best things in Jackass Pre. But no, it's just like, you knew the moment anything goes became the stipulation. You knew the Jackass team were mm. getting involved in various various things. Even if it was to distract, you got Pontius doing a little bit of party boy. Wee Man Wee doing Man. the Andre the Giant slam on Sami Zayn. It's like, what the... F- <laughs> it's like, what's going on? It's like... Inadvertent- the Wee Man appeared and started beating up. So also, <laughs> the funniest <laughs> part of the whole match was clearly Wee Man was laying it in on Sami Zayn and he gets pushed in the corner and then Sami Zayn does one of his halluva kicks on him and yeah. the still image of Wee Man's face just getting utterly pummeled. <laughs> there was ever a definition of like a receipt of payback. That mm. was it. It was such a hard kick. Oh, and then obviously got the you've got the the table of mouse traps, and then the giant mouse trap, which almost kind of decapitates. The fact he was having to play around, going, "I can't get out. Someone help me!" <laughs> and just the it was it was wonderful. Yes, ah. for some people out there, it was obviously it, it wasn't good if you were looking for wrestling quality, wow. but wow. entertainment quality. This was great. It didn't get a Meltzer star rating. Now, did it? Oh, didn't it? I don't know. No, Meltzer refused to give it a star rating because it wasn't wrestling. Uh, did he give a Did he give a star rating to uh, the surprise match of Vince McMahon and Pat McAfee? I think he may have done. That better have got better have got minus five stars. Let me let me let me have a look at the let me have a look at them because there aren't many ma- there aren't many matches in this world where you have to run in to a clothesline. It's not uh, you taking a clothesline, it's you running into it. I have I have the uh, I have the ratings here from, oh, from Meltzer. Go on, here go we on. go. So uh yes, he did he did not give there was no uh rating given for Zane versus uh Knoxville. I mean, you um, know what what I would say though, there's one way of looking at that, and that is at the very least, there is no kind of star-based opinion, which is kind of yeah. open to interpretation then. But then Logan Paul and the Miz got three and a half stars. And that sounds fair to me. McAvee versus Austin got a three point seven five. Very, very fair. McAvee versus Vincent Mann, negative two. I'll accept that. <laughs> I want a negative five, but sure. I mean, I mean, the close, the closest to a lowest is uh, Bobby versus almost at zero point five. <laughs> oh, speaking of Vincent Mann and Pat McAfee, did you notice? I don't know if you caught us when you were watching it live. Did you notice how Vince McMahon, before he did the world's worst take of a stunner ever in the history of man, did you notice how he nearly gave away that Stone Cold was coming out before it happened? Yeah, because he seems sort of startled by the music. It's like, wait a minute. It's like, wait. Oh, oh, it's yeah, only it Austin Theory's so music. Funny. Only Austin Theory's was... music. Oh, no. It's like the moment that happens, like, yeah, Austin's coming out, isn't he? <laughs> he is, isn't he? <laughs> It was uh, wonder, the, wonderfully I mean, bad. The, yes, yes, the Vince McMahon Stone Cold Stunner is irrelevantly shit, but it's magnificent shit. <laughs> Put it this way, you know it is, when you think about it this way, and this is me speaking as like a fan that grew up during the Attitude Era and stuff, mm. of all the times over the years Vince McMahon has had to take a stunner, he's, he's never, never done it well and all right. Um, and the fun- final yeah. time ever he is likely going to take one. It's the worst ever. And Steve Austin, the moment it goes wrong, he is belly laughing. And it is such good fun. 
him laughing at the fact he knows this is the last one he's ever doing to Vince McMahon. Mm. And it was utter crap. It was so great. There is a there is a great list from Parts of Unknown, uh, one of the official channels of WrestleTalk, who they've done the best and worst examples of a stunner. So Vince McMahon takes up a good number of the worst people to take stunners. Even Donald Trump's in that list. Uh, the best the best person to take stunner, apparently, is Shane McMahon. Yep, it's the one where he spews beer out, right? Yes. It's the it's my favorite one. It always used to be in the um like the My Way video, I think, for mm. WrestleMania X7. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. an Austin Theory took a mighty good bump. Even even stunner. Even Maccabee took a good, took the stunner well. Mm-hmm. It's like he just done it just spat his beer and he just rolled out and it's like there's this wonderful gift for him just lying on the ground. Ah <laughs> you enjoy yourself, Pat. <laughs> you enjoy yourself, Pat. Ah. So Fine. you know what? This seems like a good segue. So Stone Cold Steve Austin, mm-hmm. the, the main event, if you will, of night one ended mm. up being the Kevin Owens show. Mm-hmm. And there was kind of a notable, you know, when Austin came out, not only was it a really fun reaction and like Kevin Owens just crapping all over Texas again, it was good fun. But Ooh. one of the key things, from my opinion, that made me think, oh, something's definitely happening is Austin was wearing knee braces and I got excited. Do you know what time in the show he actually came out on the stage? No, what? The three hour 16 mark. No way. <laughs> that. <sighs> they win. They win. Wrestling they win. was one. Wrestling's one. But yeah, it's like the knee braces on. It's just like, considering it's, it's like you do not put a talk show segment at the end of a, of a big pay-per-view like WrestleMania without something big going on. And it's like, it's like, yeah, the fun chat beforehand was fun. It's just like, Owens is talking and Austin is clearly looking ready to beat the ever-loving shit out of him. <laughs> but it's, 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 the, it's, the, it's the drop of when Kevin Owens is going... <laughs> Sorry. It's the, um, it's the drop when Kevin Owens has gone, I, I, I didn't really want to sit here and talk to you. I kind of just want to fight you. And it's like, <laughs> we're both banged up. I think it'll be fun. Let's have a no hold barred match, and I'll put you in your place. And Austin just goes, "All right, fine." <laughs> and it's like it was that moment when he said, "I started my career in Dallas, Texas, and I get to end it in Dallas, Texas." Mm. And again, speaking as someone who grew up during the Attitude Era and saw like the height of Stone Cold, mm. there was a moment. I, I, I mean, this is going to sound weird. I genuinely kind of started welling up a little bit because mm. suddenly there was like really young Jeremy. Just thinking, oh my god! Like I'm actually kind of getting goosebumps thinking about it again. Mm. But then there's just that moment of I'm gonna see his actual final match, but I know it's his final match Mm. as opposed to Mania 19 when because I wasn't smart, quote unquote. Then yeah, so I didn't know there was stuff going on like that and whatnot. But Mm. it was just really good fun. The moment he took a freaking suplex on the concrete, I had two reactions of what the actual f. And then it's like, oh shit's on. Mm. <laughs> it I mean, was great fun. It just, it was just for the first few moments. It was just, this is surreal. Stone Cold is actually having a match, and it's yeah. like, unlike sort of like the when obviously some of the legends have come back, like Goldberg and stuff like that. It's like they've 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 worked the match to the abilities of Austin. They're not asking Austin to do stupid things. They're not asking him to to go into full like into full blown. 90s mode is basically partnering up with Kevin Owens is probably a masterstroke because Owens 
reveres Stone Cold. So obviously, and he is now also main evented at WrestleMania. That's, I just think this is like when you see obviously when you see on Twitter and you and you look back in the build up, you you see how how much of a fan of Stone Cold Owens is, and you see how much it really means to him. It's like it's like. He might never win the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship ever again. He might never win another belt. But I think he's going to be happy with his career for the rest of his life for that one moment. That one Him match. re-signing with WWE has just been justified. Yeah. In, like, if anyone was unconvinced that mm. it was worth him re-signing, you get to main event WrestleMania in Dallas, Texas, mm. in Stone Cold's... What, well, this point is very likely... His yeah. final ever match, quite literally. It's mm. it, it, it was wonderful and such good fun. There was also part of me while I was watching throughout kind of a little bit on, oh, please don't get hurt, please. Yeah. But it, it was just great fun. I, I, just, I, I took in the moment. I just let it, I just soaked it all up, as it were. I just wanted to be in the moment. Weird as it sounds, that's probably my one regret of not watching it live. Mm. Because there's an element where just I feel like Twitter I might have been... Explode. What, not even that, just kind of knowing it was happening there and then. Mm. I know it sounds weird, but it's an element of oh, watching stuff live that I really, really enjoy. But it was it was so damn good. And, you know, as well, thinking about it from the perspective of Kevin Owens and, and, and Sami Zayn, they've both had two of the most memorable matches at this year's WrestleMania, both mm. for completely polar opposite reasons. And it's wonderful to see. And again, going back to your point about them resigning last year and people going, why on earth would they be resigning? It's like, they, they, they clearly, they clearly enjoy. It. There may be some pitfalls in like booking and stuff like that, but they're happy there. They, they're clearly happy there because they are being put in these positions and they are taking the ball and they are running with it. And it's, and if they get to tick off a few things like wrestle your your childhood hero or something like that, what's not what's not to what's not to love about that? And getting paid ridiculous amount of money to do it as well. <laughs> it's just, Speaking about getting paid ridiculous amounts of money, that was the only segue I could think of for this. So people will recall, and obviously I, I know at this point everyone knows, but I, I want to do build-up, so indulge me. Okay. We had the news a while ago that Cody Rhodes was leaving AEW, and it shocked everyone when it happened because it mm. came literally out of nowhere. Then, of course, we got the wonderful segments involving Seth Rollins wanting a match at WrestleMania, Ultimately, culminating in the in the video film that WWE HQ, where Vince McMahon just went, if you wanted a match, you could have just asked me. <laughs> Which was still a wonderful video to watch. Don't have to go for the Royal Rumble. Just go to Vince. I want a match. All right. Exactly right. Get out. <laughs> so of course this, but the, but the, the key part of this though was it'll be against the opponent of my choosing. Mm. So Rollins comes out, does his big old entrance. People are singing along to it. And then he's just in the ring for what seems like five minutes, just waiting for something to happen. The lights go completely out. There's a ridiculous amount of pyro. And then you just hear in the distance, wrestling has more than one royal family. And at that point, you hear a bunch of people lose their shit in the crowd. The song kicks in and there out from the, the, the WWE 2.0 version of the Cody Vader appears the American freaking nightmare, Cody Rhodes. I mean... Tattoo intact and all. I and mean, an awful, god awful looking AR version of his tattoo. Oh, it, 
the AR. It's like they're worse. I, I, I have issues of, well, I find the Randy Orton and Riddle snakes fighting with one another quite funny, but also quite terrifying and also quite silly at the same time. So the just having the American Nightmare tattoo in, in, in AR is fine for me. It's like, oh, it's like it's a little battle, little battle. The shield. Undertaker one, though, was awful. Ah. <laughs> uh, it's not like it's but, not like the Roman Reigns one of him just going. Bleh. I mean, I'm hard it's pressed all right. to say. It's all I mean, right. Look, okay, I'm going to digress. Which is the worst AR recreation, Undertaker mm. or Roman Reigns? They're both pretty freaking bad. I mean, there is the I mean, there is the giant Becky Lynch face for big time Bex, which is just kind of staring, going with the with the sunglasses, going hello. Just, that- I agree, but in a weird way, I can let that pass because that almost feels what like about, that's like graffiti. What about the Bel Air lips with the whip of hair? I mean, I thought it just look a bit freaky, but we're not actually mm. getting like a recreation of a person. The Lily Doll but one? Anyway. Anyways. So, <laughs> anyway. so Cody Rhodes' music hits, he comes down, and it is literally AEW Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania with people absolutely losing their minds that this is actually happening. I was losing it watching it on a delay. It, it's like, you just go, oh, it's like, it's, you know, it's not good. It's like, he's gonna, it's going to be different. It's like, it's the same music. It's the same general entrance. It's the same character, more or less. He hasn't got Arn Anderson with a gun going, hey, have a gun. But, um, Get the Glock. I've got a Glock, Cody. I've got a Glock. But it's it's literally just pretty much pound for pound AEW Cody and it is and up there with Stone Cold on night one it is the most surreal thing and it's just like because you hear you you read all the stories and you kind of go ah oh, they're never going to do that it's like oh they'll 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 do like a uh, uh they'll do like a low rent version it's like oh it's like there's the there's the moniker I mean it's like the moment the moment he appears on stage the WWE PR machine are just full force because like f- like minutes into the match there's variety interviews out. There's ringer interviews out about Cody coming back to WWE. T-shirts are immediately on sale. Free designs. They're all sold. Most of them are sold out now, which is just, which is just ridiculous. I, I, I'm sure there was a spike on Pro Wrestling T's website as well. Possibly, possibly. I mean, the, I'll, I'll credit you. The T-shirts for Cody on WWE are nice. I do like them. Are they not just the same as the AEW ones? But they've got they've got like a, a new sort of like like sort of American Idol with like Pharaoh. Just kind of in in the fence, going like looking to that and doing a raw and stuff like that. Pharaoh, the dog's a winner. Yes. If WWE embrace Pharaoh, you know, yes. mm. j- j- just don't bring him out to, with fireworks. No, 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 no. He, he said that won't be the case on the bump, he, which is WWE's like social media um, talk show. Yeah. There's, it's like he, he like he has a good like forty five minute interview with them, which is quite mm. fun. It's kind of like, so a- like anything to- enlightening from it. Um, no, it's just generally the it's the general undertones of why he's come back and they they kind of do it's like in most things now they they have had they have had to acknowledge where not literally say AEW but they've kind of gone well I've been away for six years and people know where I've been so it's kind of like I just thought it's a time to move on I mean we'll talk about the match in a second but generally the the impression I'm getting from all the sort of interviews Cody's doing and stuff like that he was doing roundtable interviews as well for for the wrestling podcasters and stuff like, like a that. media scrum yeah he, he just he just seems he seems generally happy to be there as well, which it's a stark contrast to Ronda Rousey. 
because it's <laughs> like when Ronda, it's like when Ronda came back, it's like yeah, she seemed happy at Royal Rumble, and then she came up the, the day after to do that weird promo of just looking just fed up being there. It's like you clearly don't want to be here, so why? Whereas if, whereas with Cody, there's 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 a lot of things that have lined up quite nicely for him in terms of uh, they're doing. I think they're doing an A an, an A uh, documentary about Dusty Rhodes, which he's serving as an executive producer, so he's having a massive say in a lot of stuff there. Um, also, also, it just it just seems like from the position in WWE have put him in right now, it's like yes, this is not the Cody Rhodes that was with WWE six years ago. This is a Cody Rhodes that is different that has managed to go and say, hey, I'm now a big deal. It's kind of like how Drew McIntyre went off, yep. was Drew Galloway, changed his sort of physique and sort of like... Completely his rebuilt of, himself. And came back and look at him, he's a, he's, he was a two-time, he's now a two-time WWE champion. Um, and it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of like the same with Cody, to be honest. Obviously, he's had, obviously there's a bigger impact because obviously he's helped build AEW and stuff like that. But the fact is, is like at this moment in time, he's being treated and he's being presented as a very big deal, and it's like I think there, I think there's been a report. Um, there's been a report. I, don't, I I need to check from from who, but generally, in terms of top baby faces, he's like one of the top two. They've marked him out now in the in Raw as one of the top two. Um, and it's like beats Rollins on his first night back. He had a great had a, match as well. Great match as well. Really good match. Um, had a, had a nice sort of simple squash match against Miz. But there was this there's this one thing on Miz, with Miz TV this past week on Raw where Coney is talking about, he's using terms that aren't really supposed to be used as terms. It's like, I'm here to win the WWE Universal Championship belt. And this goes, it's, it's a title. It's a, it's a championship. A belt holds up your title. It helps up your, your, your trousers. And it's like, and it's like, I'm going to... There's gonna, a proper inside baseball there, right? Yeah, it's kind of like, I'm, like, I'm going to beat all the best wrestlers from WWE. No, they're superstars, wrestlers. I don't care. And it's like, the, the, the thing is like, they're letting do it because it's like, it helps with the character. He's coming from outside, and he's 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 clearly being positioned as sort of like he's outside the system. He's challenging. He might be challenging the system. WWE. Who knows? Stuff By like the that. way, he's unique. He's unique, mm-hmm. and that and you you can't really say that for even though the talent or the, the talent is great for WWE. You can't say many have like the the aura, the the presentation, the, the sort of like the reaction Cody Rhodes has right now. At the mm. moment, I mean, fans love him. At the moment, it, it's good. It's it's fun, and I'm I'm excited to see where it's going. Um, basically, well, well, at the moment, we we know two things. One, he's rematching against Rollins at WrestleMania Backlash, which I, th- I think the story from because I've not seen Raw and stuff, but from what I've anecdotally read and heard, it's effectively Rollins going. This time, I know it's you, so I'll be ready. I still think Cody's going to beat him at Backlash. Yeah, yeah, and then long term. Cody pretty much said it. He wants to win the title that he, that, you know, his father held, or never, as held, it were, or, or never literally held. So basically, yeah, he, yeah. He, never literally held because of championship stuff. advantage. It's a, that was a good, even basically, though it's yeah. even though it's like it was reported being scripted. It was a very good promo than on the Raw after mm-hmm. the the Raw after Mania with Rollins. It's Cody. Out. He's great at the stuff, isn't he? He yeah. just is. Yeah, and it's like. Yes, it's kind. Of, it, yeah, things seem a little bit signposted, but you know what? I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm, and also, and this is this has been said by other other wrestling podcasts and stuff like that. For WWE, if they have a hope of luring away AEW talent when their contracts come up very very soon, like an MJF or a Jade Cargill, they need to demonstrate that they're going to be treated 
as a big deal. And this literally needs to be the blueprint. Yeah. And if they can get it right with Cody, who knows? MGF mm-hmm. probably will just saunter straight over to WWE. Not a done deal. Maybe. Who knows? But either way, Cody is the litmus test. Yeah. Now, obviously, there is an argument of Cody's been there before. There's other mm-hmm. you know things you could take into consideration. But Cody is the litmus test for this. And mm-hmm. this is why it's going to be fascinating to see what happens over the course of the next year. Yeah. Yeah, and I I think depending on what they're doing with the with the with the unified titles, they're either going to merge them into one belt or something. I don't know, but it seems there's a collision. Um, it's a championship, in. Ian. A belt oh, I'm holds sorry. Up trousers. Oh, I'm sorry, Jeremy Miz. I couldn't think of a better way to. There is Jeremy. one way. Actually, no. Don't no, call me. I don't want to no, be compared to the no. Men. There are there are things that I just went. No, I'm not going to say that because that's just. Did wrong. I ever tell you the story? This is a tangent, but did I tell you the story of what I thought Miz's theme song was? Yeah, you've said it on the show before. You said, yeah, like, you said I can't compare. It's like I can't yeah. compare. It's like no, that's not it at all. I can't compare, <laughs> which he can't because he's not that great. But Logan Paul was better than Miz. Yeah, just saying. Indeed. But no, in, so, into, uh, no, yeah. oh, oh, go on, sorry. But yeah, just to fi- just finalize. Um, it's like it's I'm I'm kind of I'm very excited seeing Cody back in WWE. It's just. I think because it's like for a while, it's like, yeah, he's not going to. He's it's a work. It's a work, Jeremy. He'll never go back to WWE. He's going to turn up in Ring of Honor. He's going to beat the fucker for Ring of Honor. It's like, well, he's he's just walked down a WrestleMania ramp with a shit ton of pyro <laughs> and a lot of money <laughs> and a lot of money and also a slight little elevator rule, which oh, just really the the new the new entrance side of ways they've done it for Cody on Raw this past week was actually quite cool. So basically, got lots of smoke and then. Pyro on the doorway to clear the smoke is actually that's kind of cool. I mean, even something unique. Yeah, unique yeah. is the word, isn't it? Yeah, Miz, Miz kind of joked. It's like, oh, we've kind of blown all our pyro budget for the year on that one entrance. It's like, fine. I mean, we've got the billions. So. Uh, do you know what I would have responded with more than you get, Michael. Oh, <laughs> go back to the real world. Ooh. There you go. Speaking of real world, we got two women's championship matches on WrestleMania. Got. Uh, got Charlotte and Ronda, which I actually thought was a good match. It was what I would describe as a bit of a, a rough match in the sense of it, it felt yeah. felt a bit weird in places, but I actually liked it. The finish was dumb as hell. It just really freaking was. But the mm. match out of the two, and I say the two that stole the women's championship picture, was Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch. This match was so damn good. I will say that Bianca Belair, like, I don't know exactly what happened, but like Becky tries to do like a somersault sent on, mm. and her foot just went right in Bianca's face. And oh, the slow mo like, replay looked brutal. Oh, the promo Bianca did after she she has uh, eyes nearly kind of swelled up a bit because yeah, of, literally I saw it during the match and I just thought, right. oh, that's swelling up something good. But it was a just... really good match, and also got a shout out to Becky Lynch. It, I don't know because I've not read up on this, but the first thing I thought of when I saw her entrance and her new hairstyle was basically your David Bowie. Yes, I'd go with Ziggy, that. Ziggy Stardust. But we also, but we also have the the Becky Marvel Studios ident, which was even, <laughs> which is just as awesome. So interesting note on that. I thought as well it was a Marvel Studios ident. Apparently, it might have been. It might have meant to have been a been a play on the now then forever ident from the very beginning of WWE uh, okay. shows. Apparently, but yeah, I saw it and just thought, okay, Becky Studios, sure. Yeah, coming out in a bit in the in the in the gloss out like people carrier, and it's like, yep, big time bets. 
But the, I do like the fact that she has like little goats on her shoulders half the time now. It's like <laughs> little goats for the greatest of all time. Um, but no, out of the two women's championship matches, this is by far. I think in terms of matches for the entire weekend, this is probably the best match of the weekend, without without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and they, and again, it's like strange enough. We 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 sat here months ago, literally pissed off about the SummerSlam booking. <laughs> But you know what? It played out. <laughs> you just said it a minute ago when it comes to Cody, like, let's see where it plays out and mm. like long-term where it goes. Mm. This was exactly what it needed to be. Even mm. though at the time we were all like, well, where the hell is this going? Mm. And Becky turning here, like, it, it makes sense. It paid off. It works. And that's had, the main thing. They had a nice little throwback to it at the start of the match as well. It's like you thought the match was going to be over very quickly with Bianca sort of hit trying to hit KOD and, and so forth. Even there was a man man manhandle slam as well. So it's like little not like clever storytelling. It's like when yep. WWE think about it, they can do it. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much, but they get distracted a lot. It's a um, notebook, you know. And 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 last but not least, we have a unified champion it, it wasn't even bloody surprising was it it was reigns it was great fun though it was it was <laughs> it was good it wasn't like the finisher fest of wrestlemania 34 which peeved a lot of people off including myself um but the fact the fact of the matter is it's like again this is like the most interested everyone had been in the characters so it's like it's a de- it was a decent little match um i think there's a possibility that roman damaged his sort of tricep or something like that because i think there's oh really yeah because in there was a slight audio thing of him telling Paul Heyman something's out or something's dislocated. I don't know. But the fact mm. is, it's like he's still playing on shows and he's still kind of hinting that he's going to have another match soon because Nakamura has suddenly turned up and gone, hey, I want a championship match, please. I wonder if that was always by design or if that's kind of because of the Boogs thing. Like maybe they were going to mm. eventually build to this. Well, and maybe they fast tracked it. Not saying that Boogs was the reason Nakamura was being held down, because I still think they're a great act together. Mm. The entrance, also, shout out to Boogs and Nakamura for having a sponsored entrance. I don't yes. know if you noticed. Yes. But it was fun. really, really funny. And just being color coordinating with like a drink or something, it was really dumb and fun. Mm. But I, the idea of Nakamura and Reigns actually intrigues me. Mm. It genuinely does. Yeah. I mean, in terms of working. Obviously, you can't see Nakamura taking a belt off Reigns at all. But in terms of, I think they were trying to allude to this sort of match a few months ago or something, and something just didn't happen. So I mean, I think it then kind of like spun around to Balor for a little bit. But I mean, it's like we haven't seen them in a proper match like this before. So it could be from from the wrestling standpoint, it could be fun. I mean, I did like the promo he did on SmackDown when Nakamura came out. And and Roman Reigns is going, oh, we're 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 the bloodline of love. It's like we're we're spreading the love. And he gave he gave Shinsuke a nice little hug, saying, "Thank you for coming out." It's like I'm going to spread the love. He stepped back, and the Uso stereo kicked him. <laughs> Beautiful times uh, as well. Yeah, it's like they're, typical they're heel stuff. I will so. actually say, talking about like matches of the weekend, this has just occurred to me. the The Raw tag title match was so yes. good. It was yes. so good. Oh, it's like the that, RKO's. That, that, between that and like the, the Raw Women's title match, those two matches, so damn good. Oh, it was like the, it's like the springboard RKO for Riddle. <laughs> it's like, eh. It's like, I don't it's, it's, it. It was just great fun. It just really is. Like the, There's a lot of good about WWE at the moment. And do you know what I will say as well? And this is kind of harkening back to something I mentioned at, I think, Survivor Series and Royal Rumble when we talked about it. Mm. 
it's these big shows which want a better way of putting it fans will go out of their way to tune into mm. and this is a chance to really showcase what you have got on your shows mm. and i would argue this wrestlemania is probably the best presentation of if you're only going to tune in for one slash two nights this was the best presentation to showing people this is what we're currently doing because mm. it was really freaking good you cannot fault it yeah um well okay and- you can actually but you know what i mean on a on a baseline level, the neg- like if you want a great showcase of what WWE is currently about, this was a great advert. The, the negatives for this WrestleMania are outweighed by the positives. There's a lot more positives okay. coming out of WrestleMania. Yes, there have been some kind of matches that shouldn't be there. There have been some disappointing sort of matchups and stuff like that, but a lot of stuff kind of did what it set out to do, and then some, in some cases, especially with the celebrity matches. So... I take it success. I think it's probably one of the, the strongest WrestleManias in a in a considerable time to be perfect. Like honest. like I mentioned earlier, if you'd have cherry picked things into one night, could have been the best mania in a very long time. Absolutely. So let's uh, we'll just do a quick rundown of post mania. So obviously, some things have been going on in WWE. Uh, Bring us up to speed, good sir, because I am not aware. So, so so enlighten me. So we've already talked about Rollins and Cody having another match backlash. Um, that's happening. Uh, it's a simple Rollins just went, I want a rematch. And Rollins went, all right, fine. Um, Ronda Rousey and Charlotte Flair will have another match at Backlash, but it's an I quit match, which Ronda Rousey has been demanding this time around. So which is fair, given how the match finished and whatnot. It seems very, very much, fair. Pretty much. Uh, in terms of Bianca Belair, her first challenger, shock horror, is Sonya Deville. Because uh, on Raw... Okay. Uh, so on Raw, Sonny Deville kind of said to, to Bianca, hey, I've got a contract here for your first challenger. We'll find out, we'll find you a challenger. Just sign here on the line and we'll, we'll, start, make, we'll start getting that ready. And then later on in the night, there's a promo where uh, Deville is about to announce who the next uh, challenger is and she blindsides uh, Belair completely. Okay. So, and Sonya is good as a wrestler. She's had some really good matches with Naomi. So if this is like a transition from authority figure back into wrestling, great. I was literally about to ask, is she still currently sort of like an authority GM role? So Kind of, yeah. Loosely, okay, yeah. I mean... Fab, it should be good fun. Yeah, Yeah, it should be good fun. should be good fun. Um, uh, So Edge Edge has a faction. It's starting to take shape. So the the mountain of omnipotence. I loved the entrance of Mania. That was it, it's just, it was really good. It's oh. just a shame the Edge and AJ match. I'm sorry, it was boring. That's fine. That's fine. Just, it was I, it, I it was like all right. It. It just I it it's wasn't just, like I overhyped it. It's just it's not what I wanted, but I mm. don't know what I wanted. Fair enough. I mean mm. it was it, it it did out what it did what it said to do on the tin. But Damian Priest being involved with Edge is such a good fit. Hmm. Absolutely. I think there'll be uh, another member or two being added. We don't know who. Um, but it's like, it's, it's, the, it's the Mountain of Omnipotence. I don't know if that's going to be the stable name, but I think the Mountain of Omnipotence is amazing. The Especially when... when oh, no. All the, all, the, all the omnipotent ones. I don't know. I, I've just thought of, an, of the acronym for Mountain of Omnipotence. Moo! Moo. <laughs> <laughs> So um, realistically, just spitballing here, if they were going to add someone else into this, almost in a weird way, maybe creating like a new brood in some ways, mm. who else currently off the top of your head might be a good fit for that? 
Well, is this a raw? Looking- also, this is a raw feud, right? Because I might quickly go to www.com and just look at the roster page. Yeah, this is raw. Okay, so so what what say you off the top of your head? Um, I think there'll probably be a female member added. Um, I think a lot of people are thinking Rhea Ripley might join it. Which, oh, mate. Which, which would be amazing, but also it's like, I think they could do a swerve and put Liv Morgan in there as well. Because mm. Morgan, Morgan's sort of getting there a little bit now. She's had victories over Sasha Banks this past couple of weeks. So mm. it, could, it could work. I don't so, know. I don't, let me I mean, sort of run down a few sort of random people on the, on the Raw roster page. Like Cedric Alexander is listed here. I don't know what he's doing. I'm just mentioning people. He's still, he's still, he's still tagging with Shelton in the okay. uh, business yeah. fallout. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, it's really confusing because Jimmy Smith, the announcer, is listed as a raw talent. Jimmy so Smith could join it. Jimmy Smith could join it. Bala could work. You know what? Bala I don't know. could. I thought it was exact role uh, right uh, now. I, I would, I would, but he's having a feud. He's ha- been having a feud with priests, so that mm. wouldn't make sense from a storyline perspective. Okay, let me try and pinpoint someone else then who could. I mean, in terms, well, there are, there's like, there's definitely uh, one new face on Raw, which people thought might be possible, but probably it's not going to work at this stage. It was Champa. Champa's now moved to Raw. Mate, Champa would be a great fit. But he, he he turned up for like a comedy backstage segment. Well, he wasn't doing the comedy. He was just being the straight man. Who was just going, oh, okay. Well, I don't think that man's different to what he said he thought he mm. was. Um, so, so prob- yeah, there's there. Maybe a couple of months down the line. Maybe. It's. Mm. I think I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued to see what happens. But obviously, we need we need good wrestling to go with the character building. Mm. We're not getting good wrestling with the character building. Boring. But you know what's really working well for 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 Moo currently for Moo is that um, <laughs> is that Edge is a fantastic talker and mm. it's nothing against Damian Priest's ability, but mm. if you ever want someone to be a hype train for you, Paul mm. Heyman is a surefire hit. Edge, mm. I would say, is a surefire hit as well yeah. in that sense. So if it's a way of keeping him about and relevant, but helping to build someone from the next generation. I think long term, this is going to be fantastic. Mm. I think so. Let's hope so. Uh, in terms of other things, Veer Mahan has finally turned up on Raw. What? Yes. He turned how, long up did, on... how long did that take in the end? Probably about, I think, four or five months. <laughs> oh, good but job. He, but, but he turned up and murdered Dominic Mysterio, and he did it again this past week on Raw. So he's clearly a heel. Poor Dom, you know. Poor Dom. <laughs> Everyone wants to beat up a Dom. It's like, well, here's Veer. Deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of, in terms of like belts and sort of force, I think there's a there's Fred. I'm sorry, what? Out. Sorry. Inter- t- championships. Thank there you. There we go. Um, <laughs> I'll drop that now. I promise. No, I know. <laughs> um, there, I think there is possibly a storyline beat of the tag titles being unified because Roman said we want more gold. Go get us the Raw Tag Team Championships. I'm Usos. game with that. Let's do that. I mean, it would. What if Roman turned up on? What if Roman turned up on NXT and said, "I want the new multicolored NXT title. Give it to me." Don't know. Oh, it's the Roman Reigns belt collector. Oh dear. Surely he would oh. just melt that down into like a gold necklace, like what happened in 1995 <laughs> with the Undertaker's <laughs> urn or something. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Um, so we got that. Um, in terms of in terms of other appearances now on the main roster, uh, Raquel Gonzalez is now on SmackDown, but she's now Raquel Rodriguez. Oh, oh, uh, okay. 
Um, it's I'm not even going to ask why. But. It's probably because Raquel Gonzalez is actually her real name and they can't trademark someone's real name. So they probably... <laughs> Just change the spelling. That's all you got to do. Add another Z, you know? I don't, I, I don't know how WWE's creative works. Um, and uh, two-thirds of Imperium have turned hang on, wait, Sorry, no, wait. I need to pick up on this. So Raquel <laughs> Gonzalez can't use her real name slash well, maybe- the name they've been established as but um, Tommaso Ciampa can. It's probably because they've worked a, a deal out of some sense. It's probably a level of how what the contract states or something like that. If they're able to kind of... I don't know if they've trademarked Tommaso Ciampa's name because all they've done half the time is like Blackheart and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm not... I'm not in the know about how they how they've gone about names, but majority wise, my my understanding is the reason the name change is coming to red is because that the people who own the names originally they know you're not trademarking it, so it's like you're not making money off my name, which makes sense. It's just rest of stand up for what they they kind of believe in in a sense. If Io um, Shirai ever gets to the main roster, I dread to think what name they're going to give her. Sharon. There we um, go. It's Sharon, the Empress of the Sky. What Sharon? Sharon. <laughs> oh no, that's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, Sharon. There, <laughs> there you go. Um, we so, say the moon's in the next tier at this point, isn't she? You yeah, know? yeah. So two thirds of Imperium now on SmackDown. Ooh. So um. <laughs> oh God, here we go again. Um. So. Uh, so on the NXT prior to SmackDown, uh, Fabian oh, Eichner, what, 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 you're going to break the bubble for me here. No, is, really he, 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 he walked out on Imperium. So uh, okay. Marcel, Marcel Buffetel and Gunther have now gone to main roster. Um, I'm so game for that. However, oh, however, Ian, Ian. <laughs> don't, don't ruin this moment for me. What's happened? <laughs> um, Hang on, uh, Master of SmackDown. Oh, what is this building to? I am so nervous. I Here we go. So, Gunther has gone onto the main roster as Gunther. And mind you, worth note- noting, he's lost about 30 pounds. He's looking over, proper trim, isn't he's he? He's looking really good as well. But um, Marcel Barfell has been given a new name. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Selfie just ain't Wait, that's name. not even his real name anyway. I know. Do you know what? I'm, I'm not going to continue. I'm not going to leave it a point. So, to, to obviously make his name even more German, <laughs> I'm, I'm he, ready. Is now, he is now Ludwig Kaiser. Which is an all right name. I'll be honest. It's, it's not a terrible name, but... <laughs> Hang on a sec. I want to check something here. What are you doing? Yeah, Kaiser is the German word for emperor. So Ludwig Emperor, effectively. Fine. And then just Gunther. Gunther. I couldn't even call him Gunther Walter and just add another L. Walter Gunther. Walter Gunther. There you go. It's it's simple. I've been saying this for weeks. Just make it a two-person name. Everyone can still shout Walter because it's part of the canon. Hmm. But um, he t- yeah. So Gunther had a squash match against a local jobber, which again had the typical <laughs> have the have the typical. Walter will now completely cave in your chest with a slap, I and need, also boot to the face. I'm just saying this now. I need to see Walter 
sorry, and or Gunther versus Brock Lesnar. I need to see this I mean, happen. It, and maybe it depends on Brock's. I think Brock's latest run of his contract's all done now, so it might not um, okay. But on the basis we won't see him again for a while. I mm. need to see Walter slash Gunther versus Roman. I mean, if they can build him up and they don't f it up, and it's WWE, so there's a possibility it might happen. <laughs> well, especially, they, they, with, they, especially with Ludwig Kaiser. <laughs> but they've got lots of opportunities at premium live events in the near future to make it worthwhile, surely. Well, I mean, if they, it depends if they give him. But I mean, heck, if you want a dark horse to win Money in the Bank this year, there you go, Gunther. Oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. Something like that, but. We'll see. I mean, it's only been one week. Everything can change in a week. Who knows? They might. They might have a. They might have. They might end up merging with Sheamus's little fight factory of, of Rich Holland and Pete Dunne, aka the new Scrappy Doo. What was Pete Dunne on at WrestleMania when he came down to the ring for his Scooby two snacks. minutes? Scooby you, snacks, Jeremy. Scooby snacks. Go. Also, there was another screenshot I saw doing the rounds. I think it was after Ridge Holland had won the Andre Battle Royal. Did you see the typo that was doing the rounds on the oh. graphic when he was being interviewed? <laughs> it was the Andrew the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner. Oh, that was um, that was Madcad Moss. Oh, it? was it? Sorry, I got my people confused. Sorry. It's okay. Um, and also Madcad Moss has now turned face and kicked uh, Baron Corbin up the back seat. I mean, that was kind of what led to the, 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 the Mania match with Drew ending, so that makes sense. Mm. Yes. So, last thing before we move on to other wrestling uh, okay. other wrestling areas, uh, I'm going to upload something to share on the screen. Uh, oh. For the benefit of everyone else, uh, don't worry, I am, you are going to see, well, we will describe this to you. Um, we, also had, we also had a very uh, interesting debut on the Monday night after Raw. Uh, one which... Was it Veer? No, it was it was it was someone completely left field and brand new name. It's this wonderful man called Ezekiel. Wait, what? That ain't that Elias? No, it isn't. It's not. It might look like right, look, Elias yeah. without his beard and look, in I trunks. Feel, I feel the need to point this out now, just for the benefit of everyone, not just video and/or audio. I did not know this. So I am genuinely very confused at the image I just saw, which appears to be Kevin Owens and a very clean-shaven Elias in the ring. That's not Elias, though. That's Ezekiel. That's Ezekiel. That's his name. That's Ezekiel. He's, the, he's Elias's younger brother. I kid you not. Okay, look, Ian, in the interest of asking you a genuine question, are you having me on? <laughs> um. I mean that that that's what we're, that's what we've been told. This this bright face, clean shaven. I can't tell wavy, if you're being genuine or not. What's going wavy on? Wavy hair, wavy hair, stallion in trunks. It's like he's more handsome than Elias. He's leaner than Elias. He wears trunks. Of course, it's his younger brother. It's it's it is. And I genuinely and can't tell if you're being serious. And or Kevin and Owens really- is so is so incensed. He thinks that it is Elias. But it clearly can't be Elias, Jeremy, because Elias and Ezekiel had a photo together as well. Let me let me get that ready for the screen for you. <laughs> what is going on? So you're wrestling, telling me Jeremy. someone this you're is telling wrestling. Me someone called Ezekiel who is claiming to be Elias's younger brother, which also implies Ezekiel doesn't know where Elias is. Just saying. I mean, Elias has been off raw for like five months. 
So he basically we've been told Elias has been dead. But I mean, look, they're brothers. They're happy. Uh, look at them. I mean, all right. Look, for the benefit of that's audio, not for, that's not Photoshop at all, is it? For the benefit of audio listeners, we just looked at a picture of them side by side. Ezekiel's face in that picture looks a bit suspect. It's I'm not suspect. You can, you can you can see you can see the joy in his face. He's happy. He's met up with his older brother who was lost for so long. He's found him. He's walked with Elias once more. Now he's come to Raw as Ezekiel. I mean, hang on. Walk with Ezekiel. There you go. That doesn't work. That's not Walk with Elias. It's Elias WWE. Face. He's Ezekiel. He's, he's Ezekiel. He's Ezekiel. He doesn't have a guitar. He's not trying to do songs. He's there with his wavy hair and his lean body and his trunk saying, hey. All right. Wave <laughs> with Ezekiel. There you go. <laughs> oh, this is 100% Elias. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is like one of the it's it's stupid, but it's but it's working on WWE. But the thing is though, it's with Kevin Owens, and I'm just imagining what this is going to be building like now. Ba- ba- basically, this is a, basically Kevin Owens came out to kind of go, okay, Austin beat me, fair enough. Random music hits with the words Ezekiel, and out comes Ezekiel, and everyone's just going, "Who is that guy?" And Kevin Owens just goes, "Elias." <laughs> it's like it's like no no I am Ezekiel his younger brother and basically they've been doing backstage bits of where Kevin Owens keeps coming up to Ezekiel with other people saying that's not Ezekiel that's Elias and they did it with Champa this week and Champa just went I think he's Ezekiel he looks like Ezekiel I, I've I've not really met this Elias person for a while what's wrong with Ezekiel and it's like Kevin, Kevin's having a literal meltdown over this. Are so they going to bring Sami Zayn into this? I need to see conspiracy theories. Conspiracies, but, <laughs> <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, the fact that Owens is going to try and is is trying from hell or high water to put this over. And you know what? It's stupid bollocks. But this is fun. Stupid bollocks. We've had stupid bollocks on WWE before, and that was just bollocks. This is high grade quality bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> this will be storyline of the year by the end of the year I, I guarantee it to you right now Jeremy <laughs> when we look back on the wrestling world of 2022 we're not going to talk about Cody coming back with all the pyro we're not going to talk about Austin's one final big match we're going to talk about the joy that is Ezekiel wave with Ezekiel <laughs> no he's, 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 I, I, I don't know what he's I don't know if his ring move, he this is the weird thing. He's kind of dressed similar to what Jackson Riker was before he got released. But unlike Jackson Riker, he has a lot more charisma and he's not problematic. So take that as a positive. Take that as a positive. He's gone through Jason Riker to become Ezekiel. No, apparently one of the story, apparently one of the, the reasons why we haven't seen Elias for so long is creative told um, creative told Elias to cut his hair. And obviously shaved the bit. So really kind of completely transform. They came back and Vince went, What have you ever done with him? It's like, you told us to, to go change his look and kind of no, I didn't. You go home and grow your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Creative. Oh my word. I mean, honestly, that story just doesn't surprise me in the slightest. But if it's anyone's going to make it work, it's good. But the fact is, but the fact is, is it Eli- Ezekiel when he was Elias with KO? They had great chemistry as a double act. So this is 
This'll be fine. Didn't this'll they get didn't fine. they do that one segment when they were like trying to play the guitar where the crowd were utterly booing them out of the building? Well, it's because, it was because they were just literally insulting local town. Mm. It's basically they did the heel the, the heels easy book of let's insult local town A. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. Insert generic insult A here. Yeah. It's about like, generic town B. It's like I'm happy to be here in local town to wrestle <laughs> the Miz. <laughs> no one says that, Ian. Um yeah, so you know what? Overall, landscape of WWE is certainly looking fun at the moment. That's gotta be it's said. It's fun, it's strange, it's stupid bollocks as usual. But hey, we're strapped onto the rocket. It's gonna be a fun ride. Speaking of strapping onto rockets, have you seen any of AEW the past couple of weeks? Um, due to illness and new jobs and stuff like that, I have not, but I have been keeping on results and seeing what's been going on. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of things going on in terms of quality wrestling and stuff like that. Um, the, the wrestling quality the past couple of weeks, there have been some utter great bangers on these shows. And in the case of Wheelie Utah, utter bloodbaths. Mate, th- this match was so good on Rampage. And I should say that the way I'm sort of going to try and, in the interest of trying to not make this show go on forever, because I appreciate I want to talk, I'm sort of trying to split things down to like five-ish bullet points when it comes to a brief AEW catch-up. But yeah, mm-hmm. the quality of wrestling has been off the charts. We've had Utah and Moxley, as you mentioned. We had FTR and the Young Bucks having mm-hmm. their rematch, which was also really flipping good. Just overall... Yep. There have been some damn good matches on AEW recently, both on Dynamite and Rampage. So if you really want great wrestling quality, folks, go out of your way to watch this stuff. It has been mm. really, really great stuff. And yeah, speaking of Wheeler Utah, it looks like he's been officially, I was about to say indoctrinated, that's not the word I was going to use. He's officially been welcomed into the Blackpool Combat Club. No, he no, got he the sh- respect. He, of no, he sh- no, he's, he's, he's he shed his blood for the club. He's now in. Shed his blood for the club. That's a good shirt name. Um, also, I've got to say, one of the, the fun things in recent weeks is every time Regal is on commentary, he's genuinely having fun and is almost just happy to hear how good the established commentary team is. Mm. And he's always like, oh, you know, hello, Mr. Shivani. Hello, Mr. Ross. Oh, man in the mask. How are you tonight? Oh, hello, <laughs> you man in the mask. Oh, how delightful. It's so great watching the fight TV feed because every time during the commercial break, Regal is like, that's such a good observation, man in the mask. I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> it's just <laughs> such good fun. It, it's, a, it's wonderful just hearing that stuff from Regal. Mm. But, but yeah, so if you want some great wrestling, the past few week shows, pun not intended, or in, intended in some ways, have been dynamite. There have been some mm. damn good matches on these shows. Elsewhere... This coming Friday, Good Friday, as it is because of the Easter break and whatnot, mm-hmm. it'll be a live Rampage. It's an earlier-than-usual broadcast of Rampage as well. I think it's like 7 p.m. Eastern, which is... Still late for us. It's about midnight-ish, I think. Maybe midnight 1 a.m.-ish. So it's potential to stay up for it, but the main event is going to be live on this live edition of Rampage. Adam Page versus Adam Cole... Texas Deathmatch for the AEW title. Battle of the Adams 2. Yeehaw. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't have to respond to that. Yeehaw, so, Jeremy. Yeehaw. <laughs> Cowboy <laughs> shit and all that sort of stuff. So Rampage this week, and I think they're also taping Battle of the Belts, which is going to take place or be broadcast the next oh, night as well. They're doing another Battle of the Belts. 
Yeah, and that's going to have Thunder Rosa and Nyla Rose, I believe, as one of the featured matches or the featured match. No, oh, okay. So <laughs> you sound delighted. Um, I mean, so, I mean yeah. it, it's 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 kind of like I kind of get the feeling of Battle of the Belts is kind of like we want to have a title match, but we're not going to change the titles, and we're just going to. For now, yeah. We'll, we'll Exhibition see the matches! <laughs> we shall see. But yeah, so this Texas death match is probably going to be a great laugh. And the fact it's going to be on Rampage as well. Last time we had a really high-profile singles title match on Rampage, it was Christian Cage and Kenny Omega. Mm. And that match was freaking phenomenal. Do you think Page would lose the title to Cole here? I don't think he will. If they're going to do it, they'll do it here. But the tease going around from recent weeks is Punk wants the title. Mm. So one would assume whatever the result of this is, it's going to lead to Punk being the next slash first challenger. I I am still, I'm still the belief if, if Punk's taking the bet, he'll take it a double or nothing and it'll be, and it'll probably be from Paige. So Mm. Um, I, I still think it'll be a good match. I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. It'll be a good match. Yeah. Usually, Texas Death matches are good fun on AEW. You don't see them too many too too often, so it should be. Mm-hmm. It last should be one right. was Lance was... Archer and John Moxley for the IWGP no, US belt. No, it was Lance Archer versus Hangman and Page for the AEW World Championship. Oh, I was I was halfway there. <laughs> I got Lance Archer. Whoa, <laughs> living on a prayer. Oh, mate. Uh, uh, do, 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 here's a random tangent for you. Apparently, John Bon Jovi's voice on the tour in the US at the moment ain't that good. Google it, folks. It's interesting. Um, <laughs> a you might not be far off. Um, <laughs> so, in, in new debut news, as it were, new acquisitions, Samoa Joe is all elite. And there I was very happy about this. Now, I did watch Ring of Honor's Supercard of Honor show, so I, I might talk about that time depending. But yeah. Cliff notes, he came in at the very end of the show as a post-main mm. event surprise to assist what was going on because mm-hmm. Jay Lethal has now turned heel from that show, which is going to play into other things. Wasn't he beating up poor old Jonathan Gresham? He was beating up the now undisputed world champion Jonathan Gresham. Mm. But so Joe arrives and is immediately announced as being all elite afterwards. And then is then and is then told, well, is then is then announced he's part of the Owen Hart qualifying tournament. His first opponent is Max Caster of the Acclaimed. Well, he didn't survive long, did he? No, Joe killed him. But the best part of this, (laughs) in some ways, aside from the brutal beating, was Max Caster's rap. He talked about how, like, when, you know, oh, I'm trying to, I can't remember all the lines, but the, the fun one was like, hey, why have we hired this guy when, when, when we were beating them in the ratings? He was the champion kind of thing. <laughs> was, so lots of little digs like that and stuff. And it was yeah, just, I mean- it was a really fun rap. And then Joe just killed him. It was so good. It was such good fun. But then, then... As AEW are one to do when they're rapidly running down the car that somehow Excalibur is talking at a million miles an hour without fluffing his lines, mm. they just casually announce next week on Dynamite for the ROH TV title, Samoa Joe v. Minoru Suzuki. Oh, oh it's just, <laughs> just a casual match. Not, <laughs> not, like, not like two people are literally going to kill each other on TV and it's going to be amazing with I know, stiff but- shots. It was, I think it was like one of those things where the graphics just flashed up. You heard it. It moved on to the next one. I had to pause and go, wait, what? It's, it's, it's probably, it's probably, it's because they've, it's because the talents now, it's not as exciting for the talent, for the commentators to talk about. It's like, 
And uh, yeah, uh, next match will be uh, Mizoro Suzuki versus Samoa Joe. Uh, that should be a good match. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's move over to the Owen Hart tournament, where uh, I think you'll see this person is fighting this person for a place in the tournament. Um, oh yeah, don't, <laughs> don't worry, people. Uh, don't get too excited about that uh, Suzuki and Joe match. It will be all right. Be fine. We're we're we're, we're raining our expectations. Also, tag team title match next week as well. <laughs> it's like it's like whoa, sorry, we got a little bit too excited here on the AEW commentary desk. We. Don't really like to get too excited too much. Do we, Masked Man? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not, Mr. Regal. Um, so, speaking of the Owen Hart tournament, we're, we're getting more. We're getting, I'm going to carry just, on here. I'm going to fight you through, Dizzy. I just, I just want, I just want just like the, the, the most sort of like subdued, the most subdued commentary desk, Excalibur being so excited. And just at the end, really, we were going, of course, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine Excalibur being blur from the Transformers, like in Transformers the movie. There you go. It's it's like it's like the weirdest sort of TV daytime talk show group you could possibly get together. It's like it's I gonna be watch a slobberknock. It's gonna be a slobberknock. It's sting. <laughs> <laughs> Team Taz going Soho Ruby Soho. Ruby, stop it, Taz! Stop it now! Did you see? I need to say this right. This is this happened a while ago. Taz was doing commentary on AEW Dark with Excalibur, <laughs> and I think it was Emmy Sakura, the, the who comes out who's done the Freddie Mercury sort of mm. gimmick for a while, and she came out to a song, and Taz was singing along to it. And so Emmy Sakura shared a video of Taz singing along to the entrance, and she was so happy. And then someone shared with her a video of Taz singing the Ruby Soho song. And she literally <laughs> quoted it and went, wait, what? It's not just me? What the hell? Well, uh, well, with Taz trying to do Ruby Soho, he always gets the words wrong. It's so <laughs> in the good, wrong order, In the wrong order. And it always turns up a botch made it. It's so good. It's so good. But sorry, I don't anyway, So I, Owen Hart tournament. Qualifiers are continuing on the women's side of the bracket. Tony Storm is also now All Elite. She made her debut defeating yep. the Bunny. It, you could tell Tony was genuinely emotional. Like the crowd, the crowd on Dynamite last week, holy crap, they were great. They mm. lapped up everything they got. I say Dynamite and Rampage, because that was also where Rampage yeah. was taped. But so mm. Tony Storm is in as well. I believe Jamie Hayter has also already qualified. I missed Rampage a few weeks ago, so I haven't actually seen the match. But they did do a little tease backstage of the two of them maybe having a match and given how they both wrestled in Japan and they're both really good wrestlers, this match should be pretty damn good. Just mm. saying. Is, hate, is Hater still with Baker? But possibly. I mean, she's not with Britt Baker at the moment. Not trying to make this rhyme even more. But No. <laughs> no, it's just, like, it's just like, I just need to remind us, like, it's like and has Baker done anything since she's lost the belt? I don't know. It's like I said, it's been a busy couple of weeks for me. So some things no, honestly, I don't of. even remember seeing Britt Baker on the show, literally. Okay, just, fair enough. Sort of no uh, now, Hikaru Shida also qualified. I assume mm -hmm. Serena Deeb will be qualifying because there was a tease of those two having another match with each other, but I don't think Deeb has actually qualified yet. Because the feud, it must continue. And the final match I have seen so far, so forgive me if I've forgotten anyone else who's uh, qualified, everyone listening, Red Velvet defeating Willow Nightingale. Now, Willow is actually a wrestler who was actually part of the ROH Supercard of Honor show mm -hmm. and had a really fun match against Mercedes Martinez for the interim ROH World title. She came up short in the match, but mm -hmm. then she's got 
a wonderful presence about her. And she's all about body positivity and stuff like that as well. And the crowd was so into Willow. And deservedly so, because Willow's really cool. And this is one of the few times where I actually feel like, you know what? Let Willow win. Because the crowd are really into her. And I think Red Velvet's starting to turn heel as well. I'm just not into it, yeah, quite frankly. Possibly. I mean, the thing is, they might always have like last chance, last chance entries for the tournament. So mm. you never know. They could they could do something if they're reactive to the, the fan base. AW could do something with that. Mm. Indeed. And then uh, the final note I will make is MJF and Wardlow. Wardlow was told to go home. But for the past two weeks, he's shown up destroyed a bunch of security guards while MJF has been doing commentary and has just basically been held back by tons of security before he's called out. The crowd, Ian, each time this has happened, are losing their shit. They want to see Wardlow get his hands on MJF. And it's now going to lead this week to MJF facing Sean Dean, who you will recall CM Punk previously cost him a match against. Mm. So one assumes, given it's, it's going to be MJF in the ring. Oh, don't have Wardlow turn up and just beat up Sean Dean to give him the disqualification <laughs> Well, no, I fully expect this time it's going to be MJF will be distracted and Sean Dean will do a roll-up as opposed to mm. him just being GTS'd and gets the win yeah. by DQ. So it will then be Sean Dean 2-0 against MJF. <laughs> And so, yeah, AEW at the moment is really, really, really good fun. Like, if you get mm. a chance to catch up or if you haven't seen the shows recently to everyone watching and or listening, mm. really worth going out of your way. And as for Dynamite tonight, at the time we are doing this recording and broadcast, here is the lineup for Dynamite tonight, everyone. Mm. Samoa Joe v. Minoru Suzuki for the ROH TV title. Don't get too excited. Just remember, don't don't get too excited. Don't be don't be don't be too excited. The AEW okay, okay. commentators told us not to get too excited about it. MJF versus Captain Sean Dean for the AEW tag team titles. Jurassic Express defends against Red Dragon. Now, with that, with Cole facing Paige on Friday, part of me thinks I think there could be a title title change for the tag so, belts. Can I add a wrinkle into this for you? Because you haven't seen AEW, so you should know this. Is Christian going to turn heel? I think it was on Dynamite last week, if I remember correctly. Adam Cole beat Christian Cage. Oh. And Cage ended up being succumbed to the low blow, if memory serves correctly. And he was in a backstage segment with Jurassic Express later, and he was just so pissed off as the interview began, he just threw his water bottle away and walked out. So part of me wondered... Yeah, literally, part of me wondered if he's like the heck am I doing? And he's just going to cost them the belts or something, which if that's what happens, I am for, because I think the potential matchups are going to be great. Mm. We're also going to get Marina Shafir versus Sky Blue. Marina Shafir, who is going to be the next challenger for the TBS title against Jade Cargill, okay. former MMA fighter. So we're getting some good promos from Jade on that as well. Yeah, she was part of Baze's little faction in the NXT mm-hmm. uh, 1.0 as well. So yeah. she didn't really get much of a chance to really demonstrate what she could do. But... Mm. Things are, things are looking positive for her at the moment, so that's good. Indeed. We're going to get Keith Lee and Swerve against Powerhouse Hobbs and Ricky Starks. That's going to be great fun. Mm-hmm. We're also going to get Eddie Kingston, Santana and Ortiz against the trio of Jericho, Hager and Garcia from the Jericho Appreciation Society. 
following the backstage brawl that occurred last week, which involved Eddie Kingston throwing a TV at Chris Jericho. Because and then the not? TV being broken for consequent for subsequent backstage segments. So much so, MJF got pissed off and just shouted, Will someone fix this damn TV? <laughs> but another match that's been announced, the final match, I believe, for the show tonight, Ian. Mm. Casually, you know, being announced on the internet. Penta Obscuro versus CM Punk. <laughs> because you know, this is the most just, one just of the most because. loaded dynamites. And just then we've because. got a rampage on Friday with the world title Texas death match. The heck is going on? Jeremy, you're getting too excited. Don't get too excited. That's Sorry, that's I'll, not I'll, how I'll, that's I'll, not how AW want you to get excited. Sorry, I'll have a swig of generic non-branded, blatantly not Pepsi Max Cherry Cola. Oh, you've lost the sponsorship deal then. But not sponsored, by the way. <laughs> there you go. So you tried to cover it up there. And so, folks, that's where we're at on AEW. Again, tried to condense that as much as I could for this edition of the show. Mm. It's been really good fun. And if Dynamite and Rampage this week are anything to go by just on previews alone, this week is going to be a special week. I think next episode, uh, when we do the next episode, we'll have a bit more of a, a more focus on AEW stuff. Because obviously the last couple of episodes we have been talking about Mania. It's been unavoidable, to be honest, because it is the biggest wrestling show of the year technically for WWE and in the world. So it's kind of, we have to, we, we do need to talk about whether, even if it was great or shit, we still have to kind of talk about it. But no, yeah. ne- next time around, we are going to do a little bit more on AEW. Indeed. So I guess that means, Ian, before we conclude, it's time to take a journey as we go and look at wrestling from around the world. Da, 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 so at this time, I think we're going to keep it a bit focused. And I'm sort of going to mm. allude to a few other things. Well, I say we should, rather. Focus yeah. on a few other things briefly that occurred on WrestleMania weekend. So mm-hmm. did you get a chance to watch the NXT show? Um, I did watch... I've watched some of Stand Deliver. I haven't watched all of it. How was um, what you watched of it? Uh, I watched the ladder match, the opening uh, North American Championship match. Is like it's supposed to be a five-person match, but there were so many factions there as well. It was ridiculous, but also good fun at the same time, <laughs> mm. and that sort of thing. Um, and it was nice to see Cameron Grimes win a belt at long last, to be honest. Hey, um, Champa's little farewell with Triple H was quite nice as well. Um, in terms of other news, new stories, um, Dolph Ziggler. Well, Dolph Ziggler retained the the NXT Championship, but then lost the NXT Championship on the Raw after Mania. So, okay, right. to, to who? Braun Breaker. Oh, uh, of course, silly me. Sorry, <laughs> but the the belts have been redesigned again. Um, still the same NXT logos and stuff like that. But instead of black and gold, it's for the men's title. It's black, and now you've got the NXT coloring in the back plate of the NXT logo, which kind of looks all right, to be honest. Okay, it's more eye popping with the. It's more eye popping with like the women's title as well. Okay. Um, so yeah, so Mandy Rose is still women's champion. Uh, Toxic Attraction lost the tag belts, then won the tag belts on NXT 2.0 the week after Mania. Why? Um, mm. Obviously, I'm, the bit more- I, I, I'm aware that the men's tag team title situation is a little bit iffy. Uh, yeah. Well, um, yeah, one half of it is MSK. Nash Carter was released by WWE last week. Mm-hmm. Um, Following some circum- very serious 
there were some there were some serious circumstances. There were some allegations, but what what has been reported by people like Dave Knox at the Wrestling Observer is uh, a very uh, silly photo being taken by, uh, yeah. by amongst Skelter. other amongst things other as well, things. It but it's so the belt had to be vacated. Um, pretty deadly from NXT UK have gone over to NXT. They, shock horror, were the people who beat up the Creed Brothers, and not MSK, so I was shocked. Well, there you well go. then. And Pretty Deadly are now the NXT Tag Team Champions. So they had a really good run in NXT UK. Um, I haven't seen many of their matches, um, but they have been spoke about quite highly. So, yeah, we'll see how, we'll see how it goes there. But, um, cool. But yeah, that was, that was generally sound level. NXT is just, it, it is what it is. And sometimes it you'll... Yeah, it's sometimes you'll you'll go, oh, okay, because this week Natalia's turned up and decided to fight Cora Jade for a bit. So it's like, all right, fine. Off you go. All that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, and um, Braun Breaker's getting into a fight with Joe Gacy, who first one week kidnapped Rick Steiner, and then this week melt the Hall of Fame ring. He only just got it. It's a bit harsh. He's no longer Hall of Fame now, is he? <laughs> I, I mean, that would suck if that's how it works. But... No, hopefully, hopefully not. No. Um, so yeah, but no. Um, Hall of Fame on um, on the Saturday. Um, I watched bits of it. I mostly watched the 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 TED talk by the Undertaker. I haven't seen any of it yet, but I've saw like it's, the clips it, that aired on WrestleMania itself. It it's like it it's like the first couple of moments. It's it, it is quite emotional in a way. Just the whole sort of big stand ovation, which I think goes on for about five six seven minutes worth mm. and it's like taker wants to start talking but it's like nope moment's getting the best of him again but then it's like i like that it's like it, it's like the way he sort of approaches the speech and the way he talks to the audience it's like it's very respectful because it's like the, the basis of it is basically says because you've been so respectful to me as a character for 30 years i am going to be respectful for you for the next how many minutes as i talk to you as mark Holloway, and i'll guide you through the many life's journeys that i have and give you the free things that i will Advice to people. It, it literally was like a TED talk, but it was a fun TED talk. It was. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Out of interest, how was Vince's introduction? Did you see that? It was. It was fine. It was. It was all right. It was just Vince just kind of being being Vince. Crowd trying to get along with the what chance, and he's going to go. He just times with Vince goes. I'm going to get the Undertaker to come out and beat all your asses. It's like in good old sort of kayfabe Vince annoyance. Hmm. Um, but no, and then, he, like, then, did, then did he go? Now shut up. This is a Hall of Fame. <laughs> not really to those words yes but not really um, but generally in terms of Taker's the nice thing about Taker's um, little sort of speech things is that they gave him a wireless mic so that he wasn't at the podium for a lot of the time basically oh, okay so, I can basically, so he had a, like, a, like an air mic um, in the ring there are four costumes throughout his day. so obviously you have like classic you have the current you have the old dead man you have the classic you have the modern dead man bad big evil and even like some like some of the new generation stuff as well and basically it's just kind of like a nice sort of he just sort of walks around the ring he just kind of talks to people he just kind of talks about sort of like some of the life story some of his memorable stories like his little uh hijinks with the godfather recounting some of his more memorable sort of moments or memorable sort of people that he that he's worked with so like paul bearer um triple h that sort of stuff um it's really it's really good it's like for thing you look and go, wait a minute, he's going to be talking for like an hour and a bit. It just flies by. It's actually quite amazing. Fun. It is. It's. It is good. It is good. It's. It's. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like how it's like 
he's clearly done a lot of practice because he was it's like able to kind of hold everyone's attention. And there was very mm. few interrupters, apart from someone in the going, I love you, Taker. And he goes, I love you too. And then goes, I love you more. Now let's not turn this into a love fest, guys. I mean, <laughs> hey, at least he played off of it. Fair play to him. It's like, well, it's like, like, let's all have the love. It's fine. We don't need to do this. <laughs> Hecklers are annoying, but if you are, yeah. if you know how to shut them down politely, yeah. it works really well. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to watching the Hall of Fame when I get a chance. Hopefully, given it's, you know, Easter weekend, I, it'll give me another day or two to maybe De- just chill definitely, out and give it a watch. Definitely check it out. Definitely check it out for Taker's speech. Because it's, it's just, like I said, it's just, it's this strange sort of like, interview thing where he's just kind of you don't want to interview him he's just going off on a he's just going <laughs> off on a on a on, on, on an undead ride for the next 60 minutes mm. buckle up nice i'll definitely give that a watch mm. uh in terms of my wrestlemania weekend viewing i i actually got through far more than i thought i was going to like i you consumed re- you consumed all the wrestling every bit of the wrestling the wrestling I, is going I, on forever jeremy though i mean not all of it but I got through a lot. I got through the WrestleCon Super Show, which was some good fun, mm. randomness. I randomly saw Barry Horowitz wrestle in like a 10-man tag match, which... As you do. That, that, that happened. Um, I also saw some of the Impact Multiverse of Madness matches, whatever it was called. Multiverse of Matches, sorry. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of that show, not all of it yet, but I'm hopefully going to finish that off this weekend. Okay. And then I got a chance to watch ROH Supercard of Honor, which... In the landscape of AEW, it actually plays into a fair amount of stuff. Jay Lethal turned heel on the show, mm-hmm. literally by throwing a low blow on his opponent. And he looked kind of conflicted about it. But then this was cemented at the end of the show, like we were alluding to earlier, when mm. he came out to sort of talk to Jonathan Gresham, basically go, hey, good job, give me a title match. And Jonathan Gresham effectively going... Mm, you've changed. I don't think you deserve this. You're not honourable, effectively. But, but, but you're not. You're not pure wrestling, are you? No. <laughs> and then, effectively, Sanjay Dutt coming out because they they established that they're really close friends mm. and like trying to stop Lethal from beating on Gresham. And then he just joins in, and that's when Samoa Joe comes out and and destroys Sanjay Dutt. So Lethal and Dutt are now a duo. But it was actually nice to see how they're integrating this into the AEW stuff. And the FTR Young Bucks match played up how the um, the utterly fantastic go out of your way to watch this FTR versus the Briscoes match. Go and watch it. I'm not going to elaborate too much. Just watch it. Soak it all up. Get lost in the ride. It's probably the best match of all of WrestleMania weekend from any promotion. It was so good. I have um, not seen it yet, so I do need to go out of my way and see it. Indeed, but uh, but that played into what happened after the fact because the Young Bucks showed up and attacked FTR, which led to the match on Dynamite. So they mm-hmm. actually did use that show to further storylines, even though the show was running head-to-head technically with the broadcast of Rampage that week, which in and of itself is quite amusing. Oh, but wow. elsewhere, Wheeler Yuta won the pure title, so mm-hmm. he's now got the championship, which is pretty cool to see. And it was just... And I mentioned Willow Nightingale having a match as well. Like she really shined for me on that show. But overall, it was just really good fun, this show. I haven't watched an ROH show in a long time. Tully Blanchard is now in ROH as well. He's establishing Tully Blanchard Enterprises. And well, Brian got- Cage is like his hot client, if you will. Yeah, so he's, got, he's now got more imposing big men there to kind of... Exactly. Throw. And so he, 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 Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, no, no, I'm, I'm done. 
That's fine. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how ROH is integrated, integrated, excuse me, going forward into the landscape of AEW. Mm. This is a fun experiment at the very least. And hopefully it won't be a case where there's just going to be far too much and you have, you have to watch Ring of Honor to know fully what's going on. But there's yeah. definitely things they can do which can gradually here and there come back and forth, like Minoru Suzuki winning the ROH TV title, for example. Mm. It's a nice sort of good way to integrate it, but it not be a major part of it. But what I do like about it, Ian, and this is something that has happened on AEW for a while, is it just implies the wrestling world doesn't end with AEW. Mm. It implies there's more out there. So much so that I think uh, Dynamite and Rampage are now starting to be broadcast on New Japan World on their service. And they're doing Japanese commentary and there's been like Reddit threads going on of what's been said. And like Shingo Takagi is commentating on AEW in Japanese. Oh, wow. And he's like watching matches. I can't remember which one it was. I think it may have been the FTR Young Bucks match from Dynamite. And he was talking about someone's comeback and he's like, yeah, this is American wrestling. Like, I really like this. And he went, oh, it's so cool to see the fans being like really active. I hope I can wrestle in front of a crowd like that again soon. Well, it's just like little personal anecdotes, and it just seems like it'd be really fun to watch. I wish mm. it was sometime. Yeah, I think, I think I, I'm curious to see how Ring of Honor pans out from a kind of. Obviously, if it's, just, I think the thing is, I'm, I'm and you kind of talked about it a little bit. Is I, I don't want Ring of Honor to turn into like the Dynamite Rampage Dark. I don't want it to turn into like the it's fifth show. AEW show. Yeah, because if it turns into the fifth AEW show, it's like sorry. That's too much. It's like I know it's hey, like to be honest, mate, it's too much already. But I mean, it, I mean, try try and watch seven hours of wrestling from WWE and six, five or six from AEW in a week. It, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. Hmm. Um, as long as it's a case where it doesn't become vital, yeah, that's the key. And even on Dynamite, they did show some quick clips from Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor, just hmm. like the Jay Lethal turn. They showed that had happened. So at the very least, they acknowledged it, but it didn't feel like if you didn't, if you weren't watching it, you haven't missed out, as it were. Like they gave you the cliff notes of what you need to know, and as long as we get that, I think things will be all right. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. It's just like I just, I mean, I think Ring of Honor is a good now with Tony Khan running it and looking after it. I think if you're going to use talent who are not properly used on AEW, who don't have the space for AEW, and are able to kind of do some work on Rowing of Honor and so forth until they can be moved over to AEW for a bit. That's that's fair. I don't really want to call it a developmental because in the way the people who are wrestling there, they're they're established. They're they're established mm. on the indie scene. They uh, they they do this and it, it they're already achieving great things. Mm. So I don't I don't really want to see RH as the ultimate developmental for AEW. It, it needs to in, in effect be like the sister group. Yeah. It's yeah. I know people don't like the word, but it needs to be its own brand. Yeah, effectively. With with occasional crossover. It needs and to not- exist in the AEW universe, like I was mentioning, but not feel lesser or more. It needs to or feel forced. like it's unequal. Or forced, yeah. aka Survivor hmm. Series. There you go. Yeah. So on that note then, we've got one more note we're going to touch on briefly, because I appreciate we're Ooh. sort of already going a little bit longer than we anticipated. Yeah. But that said... Big news when it comes to a giant wrestling show happening in the UK 
in September at, I believe it's the, it's the Cardiff Millennium Stadium, which is now known as the Principality Stadium, I think, mm-hmm. if memory serves. This is that WWE have announced they are going to be running a major stadium show at that stadium in Cardiff on the 3rd of September, if, if my notes in front of me are correct, because admittedly, um, I haven't double-checked the date myself, but I trust you. I believe, I believe it's the 3rd. Yeah, oh yeah, because it actually is. It's like it's right before the schools go back. And this is massive news. The last major stadium show, if memory serves, was SummerSlam 92 at Wembley. Yes. So this is going to be the first major stadium show since then. One would assume there is going to be some other events going on around that time, maybe like some television stuff happening. I'm I not sure too think sure. There, I think there have been reports there will be TV tapings for Raw and SmackDown as well as like a fan access event cool. as well. So that's cool. Um, one of the stories that have come out today about um, about the Principality Stadium thing as well is they've already opened up notifications for people to get like pre-sale information. So if people want to sort of find out when tickets go on sale and stuff like that, they can do. They have had 59,000 signups. Jeez. Hmm. Yeah. How many does, does the stadium hold? Uh, I, Principality Stadium? Let's find out. Princip- Principality. I can't remember, but I know it's a decent capacity because they get a lot in there for like rugby and football matches alone. Uh, and plus, even like uh, gigs that they've had there. Capacity. Here we go. Uh, so the capacity for it should be 74,500. Yeah. So right. we're already two. We're, we're pretty much two thirds full, and I'm well, not. Gonna that's lie, assuming I, everyone that signed up is going to buy a ticket. That is. I mean, I also kind of signed up for that as well. Oh, nice! Have you? Nice one. I because I kind of, I kind of. It's like if the ticket prices are fine, I, I would like, I would probably fancy going because it's a stadium show, and if it's only one for a while, it's like, yes, please. It'll Do you know fun. what? I'm. It, it's weird because there's part of me that's like, oh, I'll get a better view on TV. But there's also part of me it's that's the like, atmosphere. There's part of me that's yeah. That's also like, you know what? I'm probably not gonna be going to many events this year in general. Mm. Like at the moment, this is just me personally thinking this. But if I'm gonna aim for one or a few, this feels like a good one to aim for. Mm. So I think I'm probably down with the idea of going more just for like the experience and fun times more than anything. I mean, worst case, if I if I don't get tickets for the like like the show, if there are tickets widely available for like the fan access show, like they yeah. do it like for a couple of years, I'd still go to that because it's like, oh, it's a fun little WWE wrestling con. Yeah, almost like a day trip in essence. It's it's pretty much a day trip, and then maybe find it because likely a nearby bar or something like that. Most bars in Cardiff area will probably also want to stream it as well because obviously they'll get the extra business for people who can't get tickets to yeah. go in. So it's. Mm-hmm. So it's all little, all little sort of bits and pieces there. So. It's gonna be like a Champions League football match, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Which and it's exciting. Fun. It's exciting. It's the first major, major wrestling event from WWE in the UK for some time. I think the last major ones, obviously, they weren't necessarily major ones, but obviously, we had the UK takeovers, which I've been in attendance for like, I think, two of them. So I was at one of the Blackpool mm. ones, like the first Blackpool takeover and the Cardiff takeover at mm. the Murder Point Arena, where it was uh, Walter versus Tyler Bate. And Cesaro versus Ilya Dragovich. And it was a great crowd, great atmosphere and stuff like that. And it's a good area as well. So I think mm. this, I think if as long as they as long as they bring something sort of meaty and meaty and kind of substantial to this show, mm. rather than just like a super showdown like in Australia and stuff like that. I I I'd like to think they've learned their lesson from that. Because if anything, if if you can judge anything now, 
the Saudi shows, um, unfortunately, actually matter yeah, when it comes to long term effects in WWE. Of course, I think in terms of the pay per view calendar, we've got SummerSlam on the 30th of July this year. And then, Ooh, the, the, yeah, and then the next show, the next show after that, the next premium live event is the Cardiff show. So it, it will, be, will be something substantial okay. or something. I wonder what I one mean, it would be then, technically. Like, I'm just trying to think in the calendar what name it might be. After, well, I think we've got Backlash, then it's Hell in a Cell, then it's Money in the Bank, then it's SummerSlam. Table TLC, I think, is the next Saudi show. So it's something mm-hmm. in between the No Mercy. I'd be fun for a No Mercy. Uh, they should give it like his own special name, like, you know, Dragon Rana or something. I don't know. Because, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, like something, something Welsh. I don't know. I'm uh, going to WWE.com slash premium. Oh, no, that's the net- no I don't want to watch the network. No, I don't want to watch the network. I just want to see the show. It be like the premium live event calendar. I didn't know. Um, I just show. want the calendar. Uh, here. I'm scrolling down as well. We're both looking at the side at the same time. So oh, it could be Clash of Champions. Clash of, Cha- Clash of Champions, maybe. Uh, I mean, imagine if you can Hell in a Cell in the Cardiff Stadium. It won't, it won't I don't know. Hell in a Cell, I think, is uh, It June. won't, but just imagine if they did. Um, yeah, Hell in a Cell is June. Champions, in terms of the ordering of events, that would be the logical one to assume at the moment. Yeah, I've, I, I think Clash of Champions would, I think that would actually be a good one. I think mm. that would be a good, I think that would be a good, good one to take down there because it definitely will not be Survivor Series because that's Thanksgiving. It, I mean, they could say Crown Jewel because it's like it's the Crown Jewels. It's like, but you're in Wales, WWE. It's the Crown Jewels. Yeah, oh, but if WWE, if WWE geography is anything to go by, occasionally or, or Extreme Rules, but I don't think it'll be Extreme Rules. Has that happened yet or not? Oh, no, no, I guess had, no, extreme, extreme Rules is the one that happens before Survivor Series. Oh, okay, because on this, so that's side. October. So that'll be October. So mm. yeah. Oh it, yeah, I just it, realized these events aren't actually like. Technically, in, in order, date, in date order. But if I have a quick look at when Clash of Champions September was like the last, uh, the last that, one of the Clash of Champions was September twenty twenty. That that kind of lines up, then, doesn't it? Basically, yeah. So I there think we we'll go, folks. Back. I think uh, one thing that's safe to say is in the coming weeks and months, we will be keeping tabs on this because we are both yeah. very interested. I've, and we've, so, also got, we've also got mutual friends who want to go to the shows as well. So it's kind of like, exactly. like it, it'll be cool if we can go to the show and stuff like that. I mean, let's be honest, the tickets are going to, knowing WWE prices, the tickets are going to be kind of silly pricing. Um, Especially with the way things are currently here in the UK. Just, I mean, even as I would say, as long as I can have a decent seat where I can actually see a screen as well, I don't mind if I'm in slightly up towards the Raptors because at least I can say I was there. Yeah, that's kind of what I did for the WrestleMania I went. It's like, I still looked at the ring. The action was very tiny because I didn't have binoculars. But, you know, I still had a screen like up that, in front that of me. That tiny little ant is beating that ant. Yes! Wrestling! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, folks, that, I think, for today is going to wrap up this edition of Bunker Mania. Thank you very much for joining us. If you haven't already and you've enjoyed the show, make sure if you're watching us live on Twitch as we record us to give us a follow and or a subscribe if you feel so inclined. You mm. can find us on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter is at Bunkerzilla UK and search for Bunkerzilla UK, uh, sorry, Bunker Mania. You, no, that is correct. It's been a long day already, folks. Sorry, try that again. 
If you would like to follow us on Twitter, make sure you search for at Bunkerzilla UK. If you feel so inclined as well, you can find the Facebook group, search for Bunkerzilla UK, and you can find that just fine. The same is exactly the case as well if you want to find our YouTube channel. Good sir, if I have got my dates correct, I think our next show will be in two weeks' time. So that will be recording live on Wednesday, the 27th of April, if I've got my dates correct on the calendar in front of me. So that will be when our next broadcast is. But any additional Bunkerzilla notes you would like to impart Um, upon everyone today? In in terms of general stuff, um, we'll be back on the... So obviously Bunkermade is back on the 27th. Uh, Keep an eye on our social channels and we'll reveal where it is going to be broadcasting there may be a little change to where we we showcase the show initially uh live uh simply because uh i believe both myself and jeremy now have new jobs uh so obviously we're trying to find ways to make the show work and also be able to dedicate the time to the new positions that we have um but it's uh, it's no it's it's not that the show is going to finish or anything like we we are committed to continue doing the show because we've almost been doing this a year so it's been good stuff been lovely so um yes keep an eye on the social media channels especially twitter and the facebook page we'll, we'll give you more information about what is next on bunkerzilla uh in terms of bunker media i think next step i think the next episode as we talked about will be more an AEW centric show um there will be probably a quick look at the backlash card because backlash is happening on the i believe it's happening on the 7th of may and I'm away on that holiday that that weekend, so yay! Uh, <laughs> in good old in Scotland with no internet connection, probably. So that's gonna be oh, there you go. That's gonna be fun. So I'm gonna have to kind of come back and watch that on a on a Monday before I go back to work. Um, so yes, and then obviously a uh, quiz match will be back on the 29th of April here on the channel. So if you want to see people put their geeky knowledge to the ultimate test and uh, get to enjoy some very, very mean rounds, despicable rounds, but also entertaining rounds at the same time, then by all means, come along and join us. Join us. It usually kicks off 7.30 on Fridays, uh, British summertime, of course. And uh, if you want to email us and talk about some of the stuff that we talked about in the show, or talk about your thoughts about rest- upcoming stuff for wrestling, drop us a line at bunkermania at bunkerzilla.co.uk, and we will read out any emails in future episodes. And don't forget, if you would like to as well, let people know you've been listening and are watching the show, tell a friend. Hmm. Get, get, get them to have a little download of the audio, if you will. See what they think of it. We would love to hear other people's thoughts and opinions on the show. On that note, from myself, Jeremy Graves, from him, the Decadane, Mr. Ian Bolton, we have been Bunker Mania. Thank you very much for tuning in. Until next time, wrestling! Cue the pyro! Enjoy the show. Discover more Bunkazilla originals at bunkazilla.co.uk. Ooh.